Welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we recap AMC's The Walking Dead. Episode 2, entitled The Bridge. Yes. But for the sake of brevity and our listeners, we do dive directly into spoilers. So, spoiler, 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 you have been warned. Genius, what was your first take? You know, I don't know. I, I, I liked it, but again, you know, where's the beef? Mm, under the bun. Yes. All right, so... I found cool things under the bridge. <laughs> Genius and I have kind of talked off of Mike about you know how we're going to structure this one because they do jump around quite a bit, but there are really two underlying stories that are uh, most prevalent in this episode, mm-hmm. one being the work camp and then one being the hilltop. Right. So, Genius Roulette, which one would you like to look for first? Before we go into that, we have to rewind everything back a little bit because we missed something huge on the last episode. Gregory got got. Yeah, yeah. Which I've been waiting to see for the longest fucking time, and I was so glad to see that part. And so, like, but then that was an interesting power play on Maggie when she, when Rick's like, well, you know, I got to think about leading this stuff. The sanctuary needs more stuff and things. Right? And so she was like, you know, maybe it's time for a new leader. That's true. I mean, she had such valid points on a lot of things. Yeah, she really did. And I mean, you know, even with everything going down with Gregory, I think that she was in the right. Mm -hmm. I mean, because, you know, you just can't have lawlessness in a community like this because you have so many people that you are putting together that are from these different factions that you do need some type of, you know, like Michonne had mentioned, a charter. Mm -hmm. You need some type of rule of law. And while it was more like Old West law, you know, I definitely think that um, everything that Maggie was doing was justified. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I definitely think that she had the right and, you know, she definitely had the the ability to do so because everybody's looking to her as the leader. Yeah. So. And so that takes us into, let's start with the hilltop. Absolutely. Let's continue with the hilltop. So the, we introduced the hilltop with uh, Michonne coming in. And Maggie was like, I know exactly why you're here. Right. And she's questioning a lot of the, I guess, the motives behind what Maggie's doing. Uh, because Michonne, she kind of cried out at the end of the last episode when, when Maggie hung Gregory. You know, and I don't know if it was a lot of the fact that, you know, Maggie had gone to this dark place within her or whether that was the kids. No, it. it was the kids. It was 100% the kids because I think... Michonne knows that something had to be done. I think, one, was she happy about it? Not necessarily so. Right. You know, but at the same time, she doesn't want the kids seeing it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it was, like, not so much of a, like, don't do it, more of a stay of execution. Right? So so we're kind of talking like you can't do that on television. Wait a minute, wait a minute, stop the execution. (laughs) What is it, Alistair? Deep cut. (laughs) Deep cut. Blue skies, Barbie burgers, girls. But so. (laughs) Nicely done. But uh, no, so I think it was all the kids. She just didn't want to see that horrific shit. And you know what? Kids, the kids seen enough shit. No matter whose kids yeah, they are, they've I think, seen I enough think you're shit absolutely the, right on that one. I mean, because there was young kids. Yeah, these weren't battle vets like Carl. You know what I'm saying? These are like these kids were soft. You know, it's they weren't like, salty sea hags. <laughs> so I mean, Mad lovers. No, yeah. but <laughs> no. So she agrees with Maggie. I mean, even like have I'm at some point in the episode, she goes, "I'm 100 agree with you. Some shit has to be done, but yeah. we have to figure out." how to go by this and figure shit down. Yeah, and absolutely. I think Michonne and both Maggie are correct. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jesus is kind of trying to play the, the go-between between both of them because he trusts Maggie, but he also trusts Michonne. Mm-hmm. You know, and, it, and him being pulled in both directions because he sees what Maggie is doing and he right. trusts her 100%. Right. But he also understands what Michonne is saying. But here's the thing. Yeah, Jesus was always have been 100% a just character. I mean, he's Jesus, right? But at the same time, like you said, he does, he's, he, for Maggie, it's about the destination, Mm -hmm. you know, but Michelle's like, Hey, she listens to you, Jesus. So you, if you think something is wrong, trust your gut and say, look, I don't know if this is the right thing to do and talk to her, you know, because she'll listen. And he forgot that he's Jesus. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? He forgot that he's this. I mean, he knows he's a badass, but he forgot how influential he can be. Yeah, I mean, he's a great counsel. I mean, yeah, every he's a perfect counsel. Yeah, every single interaction mm-hmm. that we've seen with the Jesus character since his introduction, 
he has never been, you know, off keel. He's been right. very even, you know, been very, you know, rooted in mindfulness of, right. of his action and his thought. He's always been thinking with his heart and his head, yeah. not just one or the other. Exactly. Yeah. He, he's not an emotional character. Right. You know, he, he thinks through for the long game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of the reason why uh, you see the, I, I guess you see the trust from Maggie put into him. But it's such a weird power play and a power dynamic now that you have like Maggie not going full Cersei, but yet like putting Jesus in his place, mm-hmm. you know, and Jesus almost not afraid to speak up, but he was totally afraid to speak up when he go, why didn't you when Michelle was like, why haven't you said something? He goes, I just don't want to really rock the boat or anything right. like that. It's like, what would Maggie do? Like, Rawr! just like yell at Jesus. You know, I think like, like I said, he forgot he was Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I'm glad finally, like, you know, he, he at least got enough counsel. He got that pep talk from Michonne to actually say something. And then Maggie was like, all right, you want to see? No. You know, I'm still saying no, <laughs> but I'll go let you talk for a second, you know. But once again, good on Brett Butler this episode. Yeah, she did a fantastic job she this episode. She did a great job, you know, expressing emotions and stuff. And, and you know, and honestly, I mean, th- this is one of those things where I think we've, we we kind of touched on it before. You know, I, I have not really searched out a lot of Brett Butler's work, but I think that she almost got pigeonholed as just the comedic actor, mm-hmm. you know, back during like the 90s when she had her show. I think it was just I think she was almost uh, disqualified in a lot of people's eyes of being a good, you know, being a good actress. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that she's really been giving the opportunity to, you know, really showcase a lot of her talent. Yeah. And I mean, I think she did great. This was a very emotional episode. I mean, not to the point where I was like, oh, boo, hoo, hoo, you know, but Brett Butler and the husband did enough of a good story arc. At first, I felt it was going to be too, like, heavy ham-fisted and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, right. it had the makings of two after-school special. Like, <laughs> I'm going to stand here and wait by my man every day, you know? But it didn't. It never got to that campy point, you right. know? It was a woman who really had nowhere else to go. Yeah, I mean, you know? she lost her son. You know, she at, at this point, in her like husband has been that, imprisoned. Right, right. And, like, you know, she doesn't know what the hell's going on because no, there's total lack of communication on that part. Yeah. Because it's not like there's bureaucracy or red tape, but there's, like, invisible tape. Yeah. You know? And and the, the timeline for this particular episode or these past couple episodes has been really brisk. Yeah. I mean, we're talking almost 30 days. Right. You know, so they, they've, like, skipped, you know, the past, you know, past seasons, we've gone from, you know, like six, eight-hour blocks of time. Mm-hmm. Now we're all, all of a sudden, you know, stretching episodes out to encompass, like, long game. Yeah, like weeks and mm-hmm. months. Which is nice because you can see that the the showrunners and the writers are really bringing along a lot of the characters. And it's trying to tell a big story in a short amount of time because they've always said, Rick Grimes' final episode, right? right? Which we'll get to that when we get to the bridge point. You know, for, for lack of a for lack of a better phrase, I mean, for Rick's character, it's kind of shit or get off the pot at this point. Yeah. You know, because I think they have to do his character justice. They have, I mean, because you're talking about a, the, the longest run character on the show and... Easily one of the most liked. Right, but I don't want to get into Rick just right. yet because we still got a lot of still talking yeah. about at the uh, hilltop. Yep. We can talk about Rick in a minute. So Earl's locked up in the basement and in the cells that he actually you know created, that yeah. he welded. Which is a good point on Maggie to say, like, hey, I didn't ever expect it when you're building something that I was going to be the first one to put you in there. Right. right? You know? And then, like, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't want to say good on Maggie that she did it, but it was a good that it ended up the way that it did when she was not like spying but happened to listen in on the conversation between the yeah the husband and wife husband and wife you know she goes like oh man you never had to drink again and there you go fucking up again you know what'd you do that for and he goes, i don't know you know so i know maggie knows that it was all gregory's manipulation right <laughs> but i'm glad she heard the backstory on why I'm not 100% good. She was like peeping. That's the thing. I was like, she's like, eh? No, I don't you think know? she was peeping. I think she was just there because, I mean, she had to be there. They, A guard she un- of some yeah, sort. Yeah, she unlocked yeah. the, you know, the the main cell gate. So. Yeah. But, you know, I'm glad she heard what she heard and really thought about it. And you 100% called why she, because eventually she's like, no, 
I'm not going to let anybody see him. Fuck him. He deserved to die. And then she completely 180s. Well, because then, yeah. Which is also fucked up. Back to Brett Butler. She did a good job because if you think about it, to not have any information about anything or anyone, about a loved one locked up in a cell with no visitation and no communication mm-hmm. at all for at least 30 days, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's some, like, like Madam Chairperson shit. But, you know, you know at, at least Earl did say, you know, they're treating me fairly. Right, Considering that's true. what I did. I mean, they could have been, you know, solitary confinement kind of deal. Right. I mean, really, for all intents and purposes, he's just locked up. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, he is being fed. But at, at the eyes of Brett Butler. Right. You know? Because, I mean, she's closer to the situation. Right. But it, I, I do think it was, a, it was an awesome callback to... Uh, Scott Wilson's Herschel character because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ties that kind of bind all of these characters together. Mm-hmm. You know, we find out that Earl had a drinking problem because of, uh, you know, some issues that happened in their past pre-apocalypse. Yeah. Well, then we also understand between the conversation between Earl and Maggie that, you know, that Maggie is really touched by that conversation. You know, when he starts explaining, you know, why he started drinking, what what really snapped him out of, you know, his drinking phase. You know, how he doesn't really have that support system and that his son's death is really the, the triggering event to get him to drink again. Yeah, and you know what? Not only that, but then you have... She knows that that weasel Gregory was like, hey, here, here, drink up, drink up, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Manipulated. So, yeah, it, it hit close to home for her. You yeah. Know? Like you said. Because Maggie Maggie has a, has a conversation later in the episode with Michonne and explains to Michonne exactly why she hung Gregory. Mm-hmm. You know, he is he's given multiple chances and he pissed them all away. Which she's 100% right. Absolutely. 100% yep. right. You know, because going back on everything, I've said he needs to get got. And I was like, why do you give him another chance? He, a habitual line stepper. Yep. 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 So Michonne, Michonne is given that piece of information as to why Earl was spared. And it's because, you know, Herschel used to drink as well. Mm-hmm. So I think Maggie was was understanding to the point of, you know, these people are um, are trying to medicate some type of wound that they have in their past. And she sees a lot of Earl's, I guess, pain in, you know, Herschel. Right. You know, so I, I thought that was a really interesting way to kind of weave back. I mean, that that sentiment wasn't. You know what are we talking? Season two, early yeah. season three, when Rick and Herschel are finally the bar. Had heart to heart. Yeah, yeah. And shit I like mean, that. and that's a long time ago mm-hmm. to be pulling a you know be pulling a you know, a long a long running kind of motif. Right, exactly. So, which is awesome and good on the writers for like you know remembering that exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, not saying I, that the writers are gonna oh we we need to forget all this, but I mean, but it's a good character development right. and like a good like callback to why maggie does what she does because at the end of the day maggie's still a just and good person yeah she may be on i don't want to say on this power trip like you know make hilltop mine again but at the same time you know she does have a point you can only give so much without getting anything in return but at the same time here's the thing okay so i thought michonne was lying when they're like about the, the about ethanol the convoy, not, about the, right. like, we don't know where it is. We haven't seen it for five days. <laughs> Can we still have some food? Uh, I thought Michonne was lying, and I thought Maggie called her out on the bluff. Did now, you I feel that Michonne was lying? No, I didn't think Michonne was lying. I think that she was just in a, in a spot where she didn't know what the hell happened, and she I means they need the food. Yeah, I mean she's trying. Uh, she's trying much like Rick to barter this this peace between the communities, mm-hmm. and she knows that the sanctuary is at a part of almost an, an uprising because they have no more food, they have no more supplies. Yeah, but I I do think that was a it was an interesting I guess story element that we see that this convoy didn't arrive with the right. ethanol at Hilltop. So, all right, genius conjectureville, what's going on with them? I don't know. That leads us to the um, murder mystery. Yeah, I mean, are, are they being, I, I guess, for lack of a, a better phrase or lack of you know better you know, phrasing, I mean, are they being hijacked? Do we have another group that is... That is hijacking well, them. Well, there's only two possible. There's only two possible explanations. Either they run off and defective, or defected, mm-hmm. or they got got. Now, by they got got, that's either human or Walker. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, or, or possible is combination of three. You yeah. know, which we find out later. What which possibly might happen in the thing. Now, if they got, if they have defected, then they can. Like rise up, supplies. we are Negan again, you mm-hmm. know, and some bullshit like that. But I don't know. That almost seems too like almost cliche. 
I hope they get got because there's been some good violence and shit, but we need some like, you know, monster action. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean we, we get a little we get a little snippet of that with the um, I guess the the work camp um, yeah. versus the herd. Well, but but do we, we have any more in the hilltop with Maggie and Michonne? I think pretty much we've covered that because I think we get a lot more with the work camp individuals than what we do with Hilltop. I yeah. mean, with Hilltop, we we know that the convoy was either hijacked or just didn't make it to the, de- the destination. We know that Maggie and Michonne have had a couple heart to hearts along with Jesus and Maggie. And I'm glad they're all like back on the same page. They exactly. kind of had a not quite a come to Jesus meeting, but Jesus is in the middle of it, right? A, a come to me meeting, as <laughs> Jesus would call them, right? So, like, because, like I said, Jesus is a good person, Michonne is a good person, and Maggie is a good person, but it's going to be hard to find out which one is more good. You know, which one is well, more just? You know, from from my perspective, I would say it would be Jesus because he really doesn't have a dog in the fight. No. You know, he, he's friends with all these individuals, but, I mean, his track record has, has lent him to get the benefit of the doubt on being a very fair and even-keeled, you know, person when it comes to making decisions. Yeah. I think Michonne, because I think Michonne is on the right path, especially, like, especially when she's saying, you know what? We have to have some set of rules. And she's absolutely right. She is 100% right. And also, Maggie's right. Like, hey, yeah, we can. But we also need to figure out who is. Yeah, who's doing what. what, How we're going to be able to be, you know, secure these people, be right in our decision making and make the best decisions for the most people. This is totally like, like a history drama now of like the birth of America, you know, with zombies. Right. And it works, you know, because everybody has such valid points on all the sides. I don't want to say all the sides of good, but at least of all the just and fair sides, because you definitely have three sides. You have like Negan sympathizers, I Mm -hmm. guess. You would have um, the, the 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 Scooby gang, and then you'd have the Walkers. Until right. yet another faction comes into play, we don't know. Yes, which I hope they introduce them quickly. Because we've already we've already been given information as to, you know, Alpha and Beta and the Whisperers being introduced this season. Right. Um I hope they introduce them quickly. Um because well, we know some shit's gonna go down and gonna go south for two reasons. One, the way the murder mystery happens with that like little clues and shit of where people are going and what's mm-hmm. what's happening. And two, like uh things are going too good for Rick. Exactly. Like, yeah. like so going so The Grime story is is definitely going too well right now. It is going too fantastic. Like the whole episode opens up with like you know like michonne's uh, making like scrambled eggs right rick's over there making some orange juice it's like a good day at the hobo work camp you know everybody's just like having a good time working on the bridge like exactly everybody's just like peaceful and happy and serene and the minute that happens in the walking dead you know shit's about to go south yeah because you get you well with the camp you have ezekiel and carol you have uh, a lot of a lot of the ancillary characters that we haven't seen in the show a lot this season. I mean, you have Enid who is studying to be, I guess you would say, a mash nurse under Sadiq. Uh, you have Ezekiel and Carol, of course, still with their relationship status on kind of a a hovering, which is awesome. I mean, I know you're a huge proponent of Ezekiel. There was a lot of shit going on in the bridge camp. Yeah, there was a lot of shit going and, on, and I really do like it. Uh, and just I want to stop for a second. I really <coughs> do like what they're doing with Enid because she went from being a very me kid when when Carl with was the around, purpose. right? But now since Carl's death, she's I, I don't know whether or not that was like her catalyst, but I think that impacted her. But now she's become you know a a, a very good character and a very useful character now because. You know, she's she's essentially a adjunct doctor for this camp. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, because, like, <laughs> the last episode we saw her, here's the thing, the last episode we saw her, she gets knocked down and hit on the head, and we see her in a wheelchair. Like, why the fuck are you in a wheelchair if you got bumped on the head? Hey, dog? man, maybe she got a massive concussion and she maybe was a little so. busy. But then, like, the next time we see her, like, she's like, ah. Uh, we kind of we're jumping all over time. Right, well, <laughs> well no. spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. The next time we see her, we're like, uh, 
we're going to have to amputate. Half of me was expecting, like, halfway when she was through cutting, like, Sadiq to walk in, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh, that's, it could have been fixed this way. You know, like, oh, no. All you needed was some peroxide and a Band-Aid. Right? I mean, it was like, way worse than that. But at the same time, like, oh, just turn it in and put it in a cast. It would have been fine. Like, you know, pour beeswax on it. But good for but, her. But, like, very good. Yes, exactly. Good for her for taking initiative. And doing what you need to do. She could have flaked out and she could have moused out. Like, not she's like that ever done before. And she but almost she did. She almost did. You remember she was like, uh, uh, uh. She's but like, she stepped no, up to we the need plate. To, we need to amputate. We need to carterize. And and that was awesome because there in that moment of very insecure um, unknowingness, she was just like, no, I know what we need to do. You know, I'm relying on my training. I still, like, I still wouldn't trust her because, like, when Bar- Spoilers. When Marquaz like, fucking do it. I would have been like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Are you 100% sure, Enid? But at the same time, I've never had fucking logs on my ass, you yeah. know? Can I get a second opinion? Right? We've I, only like, got two doctors. No. Right? <laughs> but, you know, I guess, like, I better than dying of gangrene. Yeah. You know? So let's go ahead and back up a little bit and start We'd at the beginning yeah. of the work camp. So we, we see them working on the bridge, and it's a lot of the, the, the sanctuary individuals and Daryl. Uh, we see that Henry is, I, I guess, the water boy or the the refreshment gentleman, and you know Henry's going by and giving drinks to everybody, and and they are they're on a very you know limited rationing, right? And you get this like this mulleted like almost Razor Ramon looking sanctuary guy, fucking scuzz ass bastard. Dude. Yeah, he's it, just like a rap thing, and he's out for himself. You know, right. he, he's he's still thirsty, so he like takes the. He takes the igloo cooler and, and knocks Henry to the ground. He knocks Henry to the ground. And, like, fucking, here's the thing. Henry's like, hey, just giving that to everybody. Everybody says, get a little bit. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. He's like, thanks, kid. No, go, 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 go. Like, man, fuck you. First of all, like, that kid's probably got higher kill count than you. Exactly. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Second of all, don't be a douchebag, you know? Like, everybody's working hard and everybody has to, like, kind of share. Don't be the fucking one, like... Oh, taking it all when you know he's done half the fucking work too because mm-hmm. he's that asshole yeah right and so so Scuzzo and Daryl end up getting in a fist fight well, because he knocks the kid to the ground well, yeah dude. and I think Daryl's just at the point where you know he's he's still suffering from the from the easy street trauma and he's like I don't like these people and so the, fuck them and the fact that he has to lead these people that he doesn't like he he's like well fuck these people first off but one at the same time you don't fucking knock down the water boy that's true no matter what happens, you do on purpose, and then you'll fuck with Bobby Boucher, right? Mom said, "Mom, the alligator so angry because they got them teeth and ain't got no toothbrush, right?" But so, so that's that's why the all walkers are so Andre. But like so, <laughs> so he knocks him down on purpose, and then when Henry gets up and properly beats his ass, yeah, properly beats his ass, he comes up and he tries to sucker punch the kid in the back of the head while he's turned his back. Fuck that dude, right? Fuck mm-hmm. that dude. I'm all for like if a kid gets in your face and he's talking shit, like fucking push him aside. But don't oh still overstep the line, right? Especially when you're going to get your ass beat anyway. But then he tries to step in, right? Fucking Daryl comes up, hillbilly justice, don't do it, right? It would have been funny if the guy would have been like, oh, shucks, I got my ass beat by a kid because everybody was looking like, like, ha, ha, ha. He would have been the laughing stock. But then the, but the next thing you know, a fucking hillbilly justice comes in, rightfully so this time, yeah. right? And he throws, like, fucking pocket sand in his face. Yeah. Boom. Bad form, dude. Bad form. Hey, How man. are you going to try and, like, it's, you know. It, it's a bridge fight. You got you to gotta do anything. Fight. True, but, like. A bridge fight. Who doesn't pay the troll toll? So <laughs> all I'm saying is, man, anything is anything is game in the apocalypse, and anything is game in a bridge fight. Uh, but fuck that dude, right? So you know, we we see Scuzzo finally get you know separated because Rick is Rick comes to everybody's everybody's aid and everybody's save in you the know, nick of time, right? right just in the save nick your of Rick. Time. And when Rick pulls, you know, Daryl is is back at the the tent along with you know. Uh, Rick, he's he's sitting there talking to him about you know what and you know what's going on, what's happening, and and Daryl's like, you know, there's something wrong here, man, and you're not seeing it. You know, I've been trying to tell you this, that, and the other, and Rick, you know, just kind of gets fed up to the point where he's just like, you know, you know, I'm trying my best, I'm doing this, that, and the other, <coughs> and Daryl storms out. Well, then Rick gets pissed off and he overturns the book that was given to him about the key to the future by the the the, the other team, yeah, that ironically wants Maggie to join them, yeah. 
So I, I they send her like a proper letter, right? Like with calligraphy well, they've and been, shit. They've been they've been sending her letters all along, mm-hmm. and I think that's honestly, I mean, because we know that Lauren Cohen has uh, that that new show, Whiskey Cavalier. Mm-hmm. So you know, and, and Maggie is only supposed to be in this in the season for an abbreviated Short stint. Time. Yeah. So maybe you know, maybe that's a way for her character to be written off the show, but still keep her alive to where we don't have to you know have some kind of usurper within the the hilltop ranks. right. So like you know, a heir to the throne, right? Maybe that's a way that we we write her character off for a while, and you know, depending on whether or not her show does well or whether or not she wants to come back, that's that's a uh, an end for her. It, Jesus gets the hilltop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Hilltop Jesus. <laughs> hilltop Jesus. So no, we we see Rick finally. You know, yeah, he gets he gets pretty disenchanted in the fact that you know these people are you know at each other's throats. But, and, but here's the thing, and at odds and. But here's the thing about Rick, and here's the thing about Daryl. Because first of all, Daryl's all pissed off and shit because like, you're not there, you're not listening, right? You're not. He's like, you're not seeing what's going on. Man. He's right though. No, he's one hundred percent right. But then Rick's like, okay, we're here. What's going on? You don't understand. Poof. Daryl can be like, look. He here's my thing. Daryl's had a few chances to tell Rick what's going on, but he wants to be this mystery shit like. You don't understand me. Okay, well, tell me. What's up? He's like the teenage son. Right? He's like of too angsty. You got Grumpy Reedus again. And he, he is rightfully so. He has 100... He's got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Really? <laughs> you know? Because he's got a lot of shit going on. But if Rick is like, hey, I'm here. What's up? I'm coming to you. Let me know what's going on. How's everything going? You don't understand what it's like. You know? Like, come on, man. Daryl can also step up at the same time and say, this is what's up. Yep. Because he has, he's given, Rick has once again been given Daryl a lot of chance. Carol's right saying, Carol is right saying that Daryl's right because Daryl is 100% mm-hmm. right. But He's just get, dealing with it in a, in a difficult way. At that point in time, Daryl's sitting like, look, I'm right about this, so let me tell you about this. This is why I think blah, 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 blah. Because mm-hmm. he's got beef and he's got grievances, which once again, 100% so. But, Again, step up, take responsibility of your own shit, especially yeah. when the guy's coming to you saying, what's going on? Right. So we, we see later on in the episode, the reason why they're rebuilding this bridge is because they, they've got a dam further up, up river. Damn it. You know, from what we saw. <laughs> is that from, a goddamn? From what we saw in, in the previous episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, they're, they're kind of racing against the clock because Eugene says they they maybe have eight or nine days before the bridge, you know, before the dam goes. And then all of their work is going to be, you know, off or not. So they, they devise this plan. They know a herd is, is you know, very close. So Rosita blows essentially a, a roadblock, you know, a bunch of rubble that had fallen down on the road. Well, that draws the walkers to Rosita. But well, then they have a master plan where uh, these tornado sirens or these these air horns, you know, these these air raid horns are going to be strategically placed to divert the herd to lure them away from everywhere. Right. Make sure. B Squad, very very short in this episode, but very welcome. Yeah, I like Tara's interaction. With uh, Rick Grimes, mm-hmm. the kind of ba- the witty banter. Mm-hmm. Tara, Tara stepped up. She was only in it for like two scenes, but it was a good two scenes. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, look, there's Tara. Oh, there's Tara. I, I like her. And I, I've always liked her because I, I, she's always been funny. Right. You know, she, she's got a good comic timing. And then Rosita, when they're like, do you think we're far away? And Rosita's like, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Well, why don't you trust me? Like fucking, because you cut me. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I'm not going to fucking trust you right off the bat with explosives. Fuck you. And once again, Rosita's 100% right. She was only, Rosita was only in this episode for about like maybe one, two scene stops. I think two scenes, yeah. But they were good when she was in. It's B game is stepping up their game and just with just enough to just sprinkle in there. Yep. I still kind of want to see where they're going. And they still need to be, B game needs to step up. But the story's going so far with them. But they had a very good setup and it was very smart. But then, but then all of a sudden shit goes south because then. Yeah, you, you get you, the first person to divert the walkers is Jerry. Jerry mm-hmm. does his job, hits the horn, diverts the walkers away from the explosion. Well, then the second person just happens to be Sanctuary Scuzzo mm-hmm. that is supposed to be on the second walkie-talkie to hit the second horn to divert them away again. And so his in his defense of what he said, he goes, uh... It wasn't working. The batteries are dead. And they're like, no, it's a solar-powered operator. Mm-hmm. But he goes, I don't know. It just, just didn't work. Do you think he purposely sabotaged it? Or do you think he's like, man, fuck this? I think just was just lazy. Like, or this. do you I think, think he... it was like actually like, yeah, this thing's not no, working? No, you know? I don't think so. No. I, I think he would have been given. 
I think he would have given a better excuse than just saying, man, it didn't work, man. Right. No, so I, I think he just was derelict in his duties, and you know it, it got a lot of people in some some, some very precarious situations mm-hmm. because the Walker herd actually comes on the the, the work camp, mm-hmm. and they're they're getting supplies. You know they're they're harvesting wood and you know logs for the bridge. Well, then we find out that you know a couple of the guys from the sanctuary kind of freak out, jump out of the way while they're loading these logs, and Marquand, you know, Aaron gets his right! arm pinned. Right. So we weren't talking about eating some gangrene somebody. That was fucking Marquand, which I was like, no, not Marquand. Fuck those saviors who dropped this shit yep. going on. They could have at least said, hey, hey, get out of the way. We're about to drop this shit and run. You know, like not, but not like yeah, you know, and run. Mm-hmm. They should have known better. They had a little bit more time because Daryl took out the first wave. Yeah. The first wave of like three walkers. And Daryl went ham. Yeah, he did. I mean, he went straight up like double-bladed and he was like spinning and punching and And snabbing. Again, a well-deserved hillbilly justice. Hillbilly justice. Right? (laughs) It went until he got the sand thrown in his eye. Then he has hillbilly blind justice. (laughs) But, uh... That that doesn't even deserve a boo, Ernst. I give you I give you full credit for that. I like it. <laughs> but uh fucking so no, he he fucking fucks shit up. But they had enough time to like say, okay, be a little bit more safe about it. Mm-hmm. Especially they know there was always a chance of walkers. Yeah, exactly. Once again, I mean, this is the, fucking the zombie dead, apocalypse. Yeah. Right? Exactly. What the fuck do you think's gonna happen? It doesn't have to be just a herd. Right. You know, there's there's always danger. Exactly. Danger around every corner. So. so to drop it on Marquad, ooh, and Marquad, what's the cat person of the mountains gonna do? <laughs> you know, I mean, I I really do like Aaron as a character. Me too. You know, and he needs to use the tesseract to like <laughs> fucking <laughs> the time stone <laughs> to go back in time and dodge that log. The only grievance I've got with this episode was the CGI with the log rolling zombies was cheesy as hell. But I liked it. It worked for me. It it, it was, I, I know they can't do big budget. I mean, because this is not the 1930s where you can literally hurt a stunt person. But the CGI was just a little too cheesy for my liking. I will give you they could have done better with the CGI of the log rolling. But at the same time, I liked what they were doing. Oh, I liked the setup. I just think the execution was lackluster. But then again, I mean, I'm not a computer graphics guy. So I'm just saying it looked a tad cheesy to me. Because if they would have done it practical, dude, they would have fucked people up. Because they fucked those zombies up. Hey, all I'm saying is you you bring in <laughs> you bring in George Miller. I mean, he's the king of That's the true. king of practical. That's I true. mean, he figured out a way to blow stuff up and everything's all good. <laughs> we don't know. There, fucking, there's a whole like town in New Zealand where everybody's fucked up and like, <laughs> like everybody's amputee right? you know like in wheelchairs and everything from from shooting the various mad max movies on the outback and like fucking we would have been falling into george miller came and fucked shit up you know i got this in 85 85 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean just just for me i think that was a little cheesy i mean it didn't take me out because i i, I mean it wasn't like an extended scene where it was like oh my god that looks like crap it was just that that kind of log roll mm-hmm. i do think it was really cool the way that they were smashing up the zombies yeah but it was just like the log roll piece of it was a little hokey but the yeah exactly but the practical aspect of it when like there was there were actual like zombies and they oh, were yeah. fighting them it was really good yeah. the zombies look super fucking glory this season mm-hmm. i dig it but yeah but to me it wasn't quite like sharknado cheesy right but just like just the right between. amount of cheese where like this probably would be very divisive, so I can see where you're coming from. Okay, so with that, we we get the uh, the log rolling down the hill and whatnot, and they they dispatch this this small herd of walkers because of fucking scuzzo. Yeah, and you know Daryl is is absolutely right. You know this cost you know this cost Aaron his arm because of this guy's mistake or this guy's unwillingness to do what he was effing told. Daryl beat his ass and, and rightfully right. so yep. and you know and he would have been his ass in the bridge too if it wasn't for pocket sand yeah but yeah he deserved to get his ass beat numerous times by numerous people yeah and carol stops him you know and i think a lot of what carol stopping him for is because she knows that there are a lot of people from the sanctuary around mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to make i guess them feel like they are inferior or or make people think that hillbilly justice is the rule of law right yeah exactly Many reasons to stop that fight. Yeah. 
And so when Rick goes back and, you know, he apologizes to Aaron, he's like, you know, this wasn't supposed to happen. This is all my fault kind of deal. Because I would have done it. Yeah, Aaron's like, you know, maybe this would have happened some other time, you know, some other place. And, you know, hey, I've, I, I, you know, I'm still here, you know, and you're you're still building this world, you know, because I thought the the world had ended, but now it's just a new beginning. Mm-hmm. Because this is why I'm doing it. I got my heart into it. Which is like, again, another reason why I love Marquardt. Oh, yeah. Know? He's fucking great. I mean, yeah, he, he loses his he loses his partner, you know, and then all of a sudden... he's still doing it, man. Yeah. He's like, hey, I got to fight for... I'm not going to curl up and die. Exactly. He, you know? he stays out there at the ocean side to get, you know, troops rallied for the yeah. fight against Negan. And even when it was... He was like, yeah, accidents happen. Could it happen? Could it happen anywhere? That makes me, again, even more pissed at the sanctuary fucks. Because, like, you know, to drop mm-hmm. it and shit. Fuck them. Yeah. It sucks. And yeah, no, so fucking they beat his, they beat uh, Scuzz's ass, and then he's like, man, fuck this, I'm out of here, right? And then he runs into Rick Grimes. <laughs> that was a great line when he goes, and he goes, man, you need to keep your bitch on the leash, and, and I, I don't and know what he just goes, what'd you say to me? Right? <laughs> I'm like, you done fucked with the wrong person, you know? Because especially, like, he was talking shit, and like, you know, well, I can do what I want, and then Rick's like, wrong you know i was like i don't know why but that line was like yes that line made me audibly cheer in my notes i wrote down capital wrong you know <laughs> and good for rick man i yeah, mean yeah he's I, right I, I mean he's he's being stressed out about all these different things that are going on he's having a good day he, he sees a valuable resource and, and a person that he's come to like quite a bit in aaron you know somebody that's that saved his ass on a couple of occasions mm-hmm. You know, to to be in this position where he loses his arm because of somebody else's negligence, and somebody beefing with his boy Daryl. Yeah, exactly. So you know, good for good for Rick. Fuck yeah! And he and he even tells him he's like, you know, if we have to have this conversation again the next time, ain't gonna be a couple stitches to your face. I'm gonna do a hell of a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So I'm you like, the, you damn, Rick Grimes. You need to be gone by the morning, and then they're like, well, whatever, I'm gonna leave before then. But well, then fucking bye. Yeah. Yeah, so we we see that uh the Scuzzo Sanctuary guy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of heads out on his own and he's you know drinking a bottle of hooch as he's going along. And that leads us to the murder mystery. The murder mystery. Your conjecture. Mm. Genius conjecture. I think it's Negan the sympathizers. I don't think so, man. I think it's Daryl. You think so? I think Daryl went back to beat that ass. No, because he would have been like, Oh, it's you, you know, not like, oh fuck, it's you, you know? It was more like familiar and friendly, not like But he was drunk. He, but he got his ass beat, so he's probably, I don't know. But he wouldn't have been, like, even more so drunk. If he would have saw somebody he didn't like, he would have been like, man, fuck you. Never know, man. Never mm. know. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's, I, I, I think... It's, I think it's sympathizers. All right, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with hillbilly justice. You're gonna you go so? with Negan sympathizers. You think so? You don't think so? It's... So we'll have to figure that out with the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but do we have anything else with the Hilltop work community that we that we need to touch on in either one of the camps? Oh, yes, we do. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yes, we I, do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Your, your girl, Pollyanna well, McIntosh. Well, both. No, two things, actually. We got, first of all, we got King and King and, um, and Carol. Yeah, we've kind of had that on the back burner for a little bit. And, you know, they're sitting around the campfire after everything kind of shakes out. And Carol says, hey, you got that ring? Right. And Ezekiel gets all happy. He goes, hell yeah. Which I thought was great because he's, she's like, no, I just want to try it out. You know, nothing big. I just want to see he's what's like, going on. But he goes, but I, but I got a speech. But goes, I prepared a speech. Right. Of course, goes, of course, course he, he did. did. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, of course you did. But like, good on Carol because like it was so low key. Which is such an interesting dynamic between the both of them. And I think which makes it work. Because if you have something like crazy, crazy like theatrical mm-hmm. with somebody else who's also like fucking drama 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 that ain't gonna work but if you have somebody that can like balance yeah, but it you out got carol who is very grounded and almost almost meek in in regards to not necessarily her fighting ability or her decision making but she's not really a, a hugely vocal character i mean right. she's not she's not boisterous like king ezekiel exactly is. but she's still a character on no not saying she's like like weak by any standard right but she is, her personality is more um, um, meek mm-hmm. as opposed to, like you said, boisterous mm-hmm. and loud. And that's why I guess it works because they're like, she's like, no, 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 I don't. If you want, if you want this, this is, I say no. He goes, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, that's all right. Cool, cool, cool. 
I loved that. Well, I loved that. But, and, but it makes yeah, me but we, sad because something bad's going to happen. No. I mean, and you see that, you know, Rick is finally coming to, to realize, you know, what, what these people have said, you know what Aaron told him, you know, you were, you were the catalyst for a lot of this good things that are, that are happening. Mm -hmm. And he sees all, like all of these people interact, you know, Jerry is playing you know, a, a, some kind of board game or some kind of game that they created, you know, um, you and see Jerry's that, got a little family too. Yeah. And you see that, you know, Ezekiel and Carol are having a good time. Um, you see that, you know, all these people are interacting and all these people are, are prospering because of, you know, some of the decisions that were made. Yeah. And that's what he was telling. Like even some, we even skipped something else. This whole confession with a Negan, mm -hmm. tell him the whole thing. Before we get to that, Pollyanna McIntosh. Yep. And the King and, and, and the preacher man and father Gabriel. Yeah. Preacher man and the trash lady. Right. I personally love this. I think it's great. They have a good dynamic together. They're both very... They're ancillary characters, but they're both a presence. Mm -hmm. They really are. They have a very good dynamic together and a good chemistry. And it was just like... But here's the thing. I knew like something was going to happen. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Because he still has guilt and love for the past. But like I called him before back in the trash days. You know those trash people are fucking freaky deekies. She's like fucking, well, keep watch, whatever. If you ain't in Catholic, I'm going to go to town. You know? And it's like, mm -hmm. I'm like, good for them. You know? I hope it fucking works out because it like, I think they both deserve something. They both had some horrific shit happen to them as of recent. I'm just wondering what's going to happen, though, because Father Gabriel was supposed to be on watch when all this stuff was going down. So did somebody, you know, some walkers slip into the camp or did some individuals slip out of the camp without him knowing? Well, they're still watching because, like, even Pollyanna McIntosh is up there and she's the one that spots the helicopter. Yeah, but that's after, though. Yeah, but at the same time, if something would have happened... They would have showed something, like somebody sneaking Never around know. or something. I don't know. Never know. But now we have the helicopter murder mystery. Yeah. Now we got the helicopter coming back into it. And the helicopter in this episode seems to just hover. It's not like a flyby. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they apparently see something. It's like scoping shit out. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, do these people have this civilization? Are they building civilization? What's going on with the civilization kind of deal? Maybe there's some new big bads. Yeah. And, and you can you can see almost like a, a concerned look on Pollyanna McIntosh's face when she's up in like the boom, the boom boom lift like you know do, keeping watch maybe it's in her trash days when trevor was like you know you're gonna tell people about the helicopter pads back that's there? exactly what it is and she's you know, like, and, and even I know what this means and even a couple of the episodes you know that, that rick saw the you know the the helicopter go by you know everybody thought it was a, hallu a hallucination including mm -hmm. rick right but now that we know that the helicopter is actually real tangible and being seen by multiple people you know where does that factor in so you think Pollyanna McIntosh knows more shit than she does? Oh, absolutely. Do you think she's going to spill her guts? She needs to. Yeah. She needs to come clean, man. Especially the fact that now she wants to stay. Yeah. Because she's like, hey, Rick was cool with me. Um, Sean was cool with me. You were cool with me. But that's about it. And yeah. Then, and I felt, be I felt bad for her, you know, because, yeah. But at the same time, I can understand why people would distrust her. And at least she realizes it, too. Mm -hmm. She's like, why doesn't anybody like me? You know, because, but she's like fucking... Yo to speak trash person mm -hmm. speaking in riddles and like double dealing and double wheeling. I wouldn't fucking trust her at all. It would take a lot for me to like gain 100% faith in her. Well, and I think that's a lot of what she, she divulges to father Gabriel. You know, we both had kind of a sordid past. Yeah. And good on him for saying, you know what? I did some horrific shit to them too. And yeah. they fucking forgave me. So it, it can be done. And, I mean, you think about it, both of those characters were saved by Rick. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they were saved, they, they were, I guess... Given a second chance by yeah, Rick. Yep, you know, because, you know, Pollyanna McIntosh, while she was left at the, the, the trash heap, you know, Rick Give her still, time to think. Rick still brought her back into the community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even with Father Gabriel, when he did all the horrific shit that he did, you know, Rick still, you know, welcomed him and, yeah. and brought him back to... With open arms. Yeah, so... I mean, in and kind of overarching throughout the entire episode, this is really told in the narrative of Rick speaking to Negan. Yeah, you know, he starts out the episode, you know, pulling up a chair to the cell. You don't see Negan until the end of the episode, and you know, the 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 show ends after Rick kind of says, you know, everybody's pr you know prospering. We're we're making a good life. You know, we lost we lost some things. You know, a person lost his arm. And Negan is continually to prod him, you know, continually to poke at him. He's like, Negan's is this the world that, you know, you built for Carl? Right. And I'm like, God damn, Shane point 2.0. I know. Fuck you, Negan. First of all, one, 
As a matter of fact, you're building the world for Judith. You forgot about Judith. You ain't considered fucks. So yeah. Second of all, stop being such a fucking Debbie Downer. I know you ain't got nothing else to do, but you made your fucking bed in line and be glad to release Rick's coming down and fucking talking to you. If it was up to me, you'd be dead. Yeah, yeah. If it was up to Maggie, he would definitely be dead. Yes. I mean, he would probably be drawn and quartered. Especially after talking shit. Talk shit, get hit. That's just the rule. But for Negan to be like, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and you ain't doing shit and blah, 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 blah. Fuck you, Debbie Downer. Yeah, and I mean, Negan even says it. He goes, you're not saving the world, Rick. You're just getting it ready for me. He ain't going to do dick. So, I, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be interesting If he had, see. okay, here's the thing. If he, like, if fucking Scuzzo, if it is, like, the defectors and they decide to break. Oh, like, no, they're Negan not going to break Negan out now. If they try that shit and they get put down, Negan needs to die. Yeah, no. It's, There's no more saving. It's not going to be like that. I hope that they We're don't... Again, Rick Grimes. Yeah, I, I hope they don't take Negan's character arc the way that they do in, in the comic book. I mean, I know that we try to keep the comic book and the story from the show separate, but I think we, we don't need... It, just like you said, we don't need any more Rick Negan storyline. Where do you want to see the Negan thing go? I want to see him dead. I want, I want you know, as, as much as Jeffrey Dean Morgan is an awesome character... And, he, and, you know, he, he he chews up a lot of you know, screen time and a lot of scenery. I, I think, you know, his character, if, if Maggie's going to hang Gregory, Gregory really didn't do a lot of shit that Negan did. No, but Gregory was almost just as bad. No, I wouldn't. No, oh, hell no. I'm not going to go that far. I mean, Gregory was more in, no, in terms of trying true. to trying to manipulate people. Negan flat out fucking killed people. That's true. That is like a, that is. Littlefinger versus Cersei. Exactly. I mean, you're talking about a person setting people up to fail and a yeah. person setting people up to die. Right. You know, there, there's a distinct difference. So I think if Maggie pulls the trigger and kills Gregory, I mean, she would do some horrific shit to Negan. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that's what the, the showrunners are setting us up for in the back half of season nine. I think we're going to get a tease of the whispers before the midseason break. Do you think we're going to get Civil War? I hope. I think it. I, I think you know all this. This good can't go on forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you're going to get a lot of defection between the the sanctuary because I mean they are in such dire straits. You know, but just like Maggie said, you know, we didn't kill them. And I, no. you know, in, in the episode that you know prior that when she said that, I was like, good for you, girl. No, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you didn't kill them. Let them fend for themselves. But see, that's the thing. Everybody is 100 percent right in everything they have to do. But who is more right than who not? You know. Mm-hmm. I know that makes no sense. Who no, it doesn't. But, but, you know but, who is the most right? You know, right. Who who is justified in their actions? I think everybody is justified. But just like you said, you know who is the most justified? Mm-hmm. You know who, who is who is has the ability to be able to you know forge ahead in the new world as opposed to right. just kind of spinning their gears in you know doing shit the way they always did it. Because you got nine times, almost all of the leaders are reluctant leaders. Yep, every one know? of them. Yep. I mean, the only one who wanted to be a leader was Negan. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I exactly. Mean, I mean, even Rick was a reluctant leader. He's been a reluctant leader. He's like, shit, I don't want to I mean, do all this. he was doing was he was trying to get back to his wife and kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't want to become the leader of the group, mm-hmm. but they kind of gave him the de facto head when, you know, they, they met up with Herschel at the farm and everything. Yeah. And, he became like the the ambassador to the the survivor but group. Even before that, when he was like leading the convoy to the farm. Yeah, you know, he's like, "Well, let's go this way." Yeah, I'm like, okay, we, we ain't got any better. You know, there's <laughs> zombies that way. Let's go this way. Might as well. So, so, I mean, we we covered pretty much everything with the hilltop and everything with the work camp. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with this episode? Mm-mm. Okay, so like we do with every episode, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the highest, how would you rank this episode? You know. Originally going into this episode, going into the podcast before we like before, I mean when we started talking about it because we just finished watching it, I was gonna go, man, fuck this episode. I don't know there's <laughs> something, something about it I didn't like, you know. But like, and like I was gonna go low, like about six. But after talking about this episode, I realized I enjoyed it more after I figured everything out, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like able to talk things, like literally able to. Get everything out of the digest verbally. Everything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna go seven. This was there was goofiness in the um, log rolling scene. I will give you that, mm-hmm. but it wasn't enough to take me out. And I enjoyed the the guts and the gore overall because it was some good carnage yeah. in general. And the zombies I liked. I liked the seeds of descent. I don't like the like murder mystery like who could it be? Right. You know, old man Carruthers. You know. 
I don't like where that's going. I hope they wrap up that mystery quick. If that's a is that that's a season long mystery, I'm gonna be pissed. No, I don't think it's gonna be that long at it all. It needs to be done next episode. And I'm actually gonna go a little bit higher than you this episode. I'm gonna go with an eight, even with the grievances I had with some yeah? of the CGI. I, I think with what they what they've been doing with Maggie it becoming a more assertive leader, you know, I, I think that's been in her cards all along. And I think just now she's starting to realize that. I think what Michonne is talking about with this charter and how she's trying to keep Rick, you know, on the, you know, on the even keel. Mm-hmm. I think that's really awesome. I love, 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 love what they did with Enid in terms of like making her a more vital role as opposed to just like some weird ass little cat girl that kind of, you know, is just an angsty little teen. She, she, I, I need more from her before I'm team Enid. Oh, I'm not, I'm not team Enid. I'm just saying I, I like what they're doing with her character, being mm-hmm. able to give her more responsibility in the show. Yeah. And then, you know, we get a little bit of Eugene, um, almost enough to kind of, you know, wet your mullet palate, but not, not, yeah, not so much that you just like, what the hell is he even doing here? Why is he here so much? Right. You know, and I do like what they're doing with Father Gabriel and, and Jadis slash Anne. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like that dynamic. I like I like those two characters. I like those two actors. Yeah. Um, and I really like this, this newfound, I guess, this newfound relationship between Daryl and Aaron. You know, mm-hmm. how they how they really genuinely care about one another because, you know, on the bridge, you know, they got a nice little banter about Daryl possibly being a father at some point. And right. Daryl's just like, meh. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to actually go with an eight. Nice. Uh, you're going to go with a seven. Yeah. want to remind everybody that tomorrow we will be back with USA's The Purge recap for episode seven. <laughs> and then following that next Monday, we will be following up with episode three of AMC's The Walking Dead. But on behalf of my co-host, Genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. And I'm going to go on watch. <laughs> <laughs>